And a very good evening to you on 98.4 Capital FM. This is the Global Digest with the usual panel of Irene Mwangi, Davis Ayega, and of course myself, Laban, where we take a look at what has been happening throughout the week, uh, throughout the weekend, and also what is about to happen in the week coming um, coming ahead. Um, Davis, Irene, maybe your opening remarks. How was your weekend? It's good. Um, it is a good weekend um, here to dissect what has been happening. Mm-hmm. Why I say it's good because of the political um, tone that has been um, that we've witnessed in the political arena, which will be part of the discourse that we'll be having today. It's partly the reason why people say journalists are are sadists or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we enjoy when we have uh, news of any nature. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Flurry of activities. We were here over the weekend, mm. uh, busy working, busy uh, looking at some of the issues that are making headlines globally and regionally and locally, and uh, we uh, we will try to attempt to digest to digest on some of these issues to your dear listener. Okay, and of course, the first thing that ev- everyone has been having a conversation around is um, Raila Molodinga. Raila Molodinga, uh, we know him as the former prime minister, we know him as the ODM leader, we know him as the person who has um, vied in five presidential elections and has not been successful. But now there is talk that he also he also confirmed it that he now wants to go for a bigger job. That is the AU commission chair. Uh, AU commission chairperson, yes. Um, the bigger question in the room is, is he qualified? Before even we, I get to answer that question, Laban, we need to acknowledge that Raila Odinga will go down in history as one of those politicians who is a king of comebacks, having attempted five times to ascend to the presidency, but the seat has been elusive for the five times he has attempted to uh, be the president of the Republic of Kenya, he keeps on coming back with something bigger. It all started back in 2007 in the acrimonious election that saw the former late president. Sorry, it's actually a bit earlier. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. actually a bit earlier in 97. In 1997, yeah. uh, he went on to become the Langata Member of Parliament. Mm-hmm. In the 2007, uh, 2008 uh, election, after losing, after narrowly losing to the former president, the late Moe Kibaki, he got into some sort of a deal that made him become prime minister. Mm -hmm. In the subsequent election, we saw him uh, uh, after after claiming that his votes were rigged, he came back and he managed to have a handshake with former president Uhuru Kenyatta. Mm -hmm. In last year's, in the 2022 election, he also lost, narrowly lost to President William Ruto, and now we are seeing him making a comeback in the bigger African political arena where he's poised to become, is it the fifth or sixth, fifth AU commission chairperson? So clearly, these are some of the things really that will make Raila Odinga go down in history as one of those leaders that will have his, his say on how things are done, especially when you're going so deep you've you've experienced bitter defeats painful ones for that matter Mm -hmm. but at the end of it all you rise again and come back so to answer your question really raila odinga him being a person that he is being the leader 
the enigma like uh, my colleague Irene Mwangi will uh, will brightly refer him to from where I sit I think he really deserves that position because Raila Odinga for a very long time he's fashioned himself as a statesman he's fought for democracy especially in Kenya he's he's widely recognized in the continent so this position him declaring interest for this position was not a surprise uh, it was expected because even after the election even after the 2022 general election there were reports that there was a deal which was made between him and uh, president william ruto that in a way was trying to 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 lure him into stopping some of the demonstrations that he was spearheading at the time that surrounded uh, surrounded uh, that 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 involved the issues of the high cost of living uh, the issues of electoral uh, just injustice so but i think is, for him Davis, you've mentioned all this yes social um social benefits that yes. he has done for kenya yes there is a whole write up of what is required and one of the things is you must have a masters you there there is uh, uh, academic qualifications there is professional qualifications that's the one of the things they will be looking at but so Rayla has a masters yeah that's what i'm asking <laughs> yes he's, <laughs> you he's see, qualified yeah. but you see everyone keeps talking about oh he's he's he's, he's a firebrand politician or oh, he's uh, in uh, the 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 western media call he him he ticks all the Kenya's, boxes he yeah, ticks he all Kenya's, the boxes Kenya's for mandela there's all this flowery language but when the when the rubber meets the road will you be able to tick these other boxes i'm just trying to get um the the, the, the proper list uh, Raila is qualified academically he has the goodwill he has the charisma and and as a country i think we we are happy to export one of the finest politician to go and help retool the african continent in the position of the au chairperson um the only thing that might get into the way of um, Raila getting that particular post is the campaign that will be fronted for, uh, forward uh, across the continents that will be taking a vote in that particular election mm -hmm. why i'm saying that might be a downfall for raila is because um head of state in this case president william ruto will play a key role in terms of um, ensuring that they use their financial machinery as well as the political networks that they have to um, campaign for odinga but odinga is not uh someone who's um strange or is not a new entrant in the continent politics he has been um he has strong networks when you look into uh, the african continent but be that as it may president william ruto will play a key role in terms of campaigning for dinga and at that particular point is when now we can say that that particular issue will be a sticking issue that might get into the way of raila getting that particular post how's that uh, sorry how is that how will that be a problem should President William Bruto decide not to campaign for Odinga mm -hmm. and allow Odinga to go on a free will on himself to campaign um, as Kenya opposition leader, that might get into the way because some of these um, states um, join together, uh, dependent on interest. Mm -hmm. Say Kenya and Tanzania, uh, Tanzania will say we'll vote for 
Odinga, but this is what we want in return. Mm -hmm. Can Raila give them what they want in return? Raila is just a, a mere opposition leader. He has no stakes when it comes to bilateral decisions that are made in the country. Okay, I think it's at a matter. At the time, at the time, you'll be you'll be looking at him as a candidate. But you are actually you are actually um, saying that you will back him so that he can be the AU Commission Chair, mm -hmm. which means he is the one who will be more or less run, running the Secretariat. Mm -hmm. So for you, you are not just looking at what you can earn from Kenya, more like what ca how what strings can he pull when he is seated in in Addis, assuming that's where the seat or the office of the AU Commission Chair is, what strings can he pull across the continent and even far, uh, far field? That's one way, of, one way of looking at it. But if you can remember, um, some of the diplomatic posts that we have sought as a country, mm -hmm. I can't remember the one that Monica Juma had sought in the Security Council. Yeah. There was that um, particular bait that if we get into this particular position, we will front um, the East African um, continent and, by extension, our neighbors who have been f who have lagged behind, so to speak. But even with that particular bait, they still lost, and there has been no the notion that. Kenya has not been able to build strong uh, diplomatic networks to the extent that they win this particular post. Okay, before I, I, I don't know. Okay, I, I don't know for President William Ruto who has fronted himself as a pan-African leader mm -hmm. whether that can play uh, well for Odinga. That's why I'm saying Odinga needs Ruto for this particular post. They, they must be an excess between the two leaders. Just a minute. Um, let's just finish with the issue of the co uh, the qualifications before we move to all these other flowery languages you guys are trying to put to put across. So one of the things that he will a candidate must have is a master's degree in law, international relations, uh, economics, diplomacy, management, business administration, political science, social science, or any related field. Um, they must also have a PhD in law, um, international relations, diplomacy, management. It's more or less the same thing as the master's. And the candidate must have not less than 20 years of professional and international experience with at least 10 years served in progressively senior leadership role, um, preferably in intergovernmental organizations or national government stroke public service international or regional institutions uh, irene mm -hmm. you are the one who said the former prime minister has a master's would yes. you happen to know in which field um it was in and it's not a honorary by the way it was in mechanical engineering let me uh, let me look at it it was in mechanical engineering mm -hmm. but there has been a debate concerning um Ragla Regular academic qualification. Yeah, it has always it been has there always been since twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah, it has always been a debate, mm -hmm. and this is something that will be will be put to test once he um, officially now um, puts up his bid for that particular post. Mm -hmm. But for the master's qualification, we, we can't um, as a bench we can't uh, nullify him on that particular threshold because again it is for the panel that will be vetting um, those interested in that particular a position mm -hmm. who will now give the final verdict concerning the status of his academic qualification. Okay. So I wouldn't want to get into that debate at this particular yeah. point, yeah. but as it stands, 
Odinga has a master's degree. <laughs> okay, without any substantiation, it's fine. Mm-hmm. We will at least that that um, that statement will be put to rest. I know one of his um, former allies, Miguna Miguna, has always insisted on that. Um, so we move on to the next issue, which is the candidate must have not less than. 20 years of relevant prof- pro- professional and international experience with uh, with at least 10 years served in progressively senior leadership role. Uh-huh. Um, Odinga served as the AU representative for infrastructure, mm-hmm. if you can remember, mm-hmm. uh, just after the 2017 general election. Yeah. I think the question of his 20-year... Um, experience in terms of professional and international experience cannot be subject to debate because he has already proved that even in in uh, several posts that he has taken up, Mm -hmm. including that position of the AU representative in matters infrastructure. Okay, you've also forgotten that he's also been a former prime minister. Yeah, yeah. served so as a member of parliament. Just to take you back to your earlier question, mm-hmm. I've, I've checked. Eh? Mm-hmm. Raila Odinga was awarded a Master's of Science in Mechanical Engineering back in 1970 from the technical school Magdeburg, part of the Philological philo- Faculty at the University of Leipzig. Okay. Uh, in Germany. <laughs> Thank you, Irene, for that <laughs> final assist. <laughs> but I said, I said it. I said the, the guy had a master's in, uh, in, yeah. in in mechanical engineering. Only that you couldn't remember where it was. Uh, uh, Davis yeah. has kind of just sa- uh, saved your skin. So yes, one of the things that you've also put across is that rela- um, the former prime minister will also need um, a campaign machinery. Um, we saw the person who. Um, looks like he's the one who convinced him to do this in the in the face of Olusegun Obasanjo. But I was when I was looking through um, um, international relations um, experts, one of the things they keep faulting Kenya on is we usually don't have a proper machinery to campaign for us when we are when we are going for these top seats. Um, Irene mentioned um, Monica Juma trying to go for uh, trying to go for uh, an AU seat and failed. Um, there's a there's a time we tried to set to have um, the former sports cabinet secretary. It's actually the same position. So this is Kenya's second attempt to try to get that position for AU commission chairperson because back in 2017. Mm-hmm. The former sports cabinet secretary, Amina Mohammed, tried, mm. but she lost to the current chair, mm. Musa Faki. The votes were, I mean, I think got, she got f- 25, mm. uh, Musa Faki got 28. So I think this time around, because from what we've seen thus far, because already the ruling party, the UDA party, has already endorsed the candidature of Raila Odinga. So clearly, this is the clearest indication yet that President William Ruto, albeit he hasn't formally declared or rather backed the candidature of Odinga, it's 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 one of those surest indications that the government is backing Raila Odinga for this post. Okay. So Wait, just one of the things that the international relations um, experts are pointing out is we seem to have this um, thing where we like preaching to the choir. Yeah. Pardon the expression. In the sense that, okay, in Kenya we are all sold to the idea. Yes, he's good to go. Let him go. But 
have we talked to I haven't had a statement for instance from President Kagame from President Museveni from President Samia you need first your East African bloc to also move along with you it's still early days because the elections are scheduled for February next year mm-hmm. 2025 and the candidates are supposed to submit their nomination papers is it in the month of May mm-hmm. there about mm-hmm. but i think as things currently stand the stars appears to align to Mr Odinga's favor because during the last AU resolution meeting the members agreed the position having uh, having uh, fallen to the people of the central is it central uh, southern and uh, i think it's northern eh? mm-hmm. it was not enough not yet no yeah not yet mm-hmm. it was time for the east african region to at least produce a candidate mm-hmm. and as irene rightfully put it it mm-hmm. is time for kenya to export one of its finest minds to the au bloc and i think for raila odinga here mm-hmm. having 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 been a political leader for this many years mm-hmm. close to is it three decades or four decades mm-hmm. he has an extensive network uh, both uh, locally uh, regionally and globally and uh, for 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 the government here i think it will be very important for them which already they have shown sufficient goodwill of of supporting raila odinga when it comes to now they need to ensure that more resources are put in place to ensure that the shuttling uh, shuttling uh, shuttle diplomacy shuttle diplomacy gets to gain momentum mm-hmm. in favor of raila odinga but really everybody appears to want raila odinga it, in Kenya. <laughs> I, I, I think it's, it's, it's even too early to start talking about outside the outside our borders. We we're still thinking the that the the information that you know Raila is going for this particular seat. Mm-hmm. But even if we look at this thing a little bit deeper, uh given that Olesegun was the one uh mediating the talks between uh, uh former prime minister Raila Odinga and president William Ruto, Maybe this particular slot is sort of a uh, appeasement to Odinga from even who? from the talks. It's 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 not it's a it's like a handshake but not really a handshake. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will um get to a handshake once Raila and Ruto come together to go for this mm-hmm. because they need they need to to have that particular talk to say this is good for Kenya. So why don't we come together? to go for this particular set. Irene, let But me just before we get to the political dimension of all that. Mm-hmm. Last week when we were here, you we had a conversation around um a certain gentleman by the name of Joe Biden. And one of the things that Irene executed here quite so well was Mr. Joe Biden is old. The former prime minister is what? How, how many years old 79 years 79 years he you want to give him a job that honestly will require him to keep traveling around the the, the continent and doing all manner of things i mean shouldn't we give it to a younger person i think i think i think at the time when he served as the au high representative of infrastructure mr dinga proved himself that age really is not a matter because he got to perform his duties accordingly so we can't really discriminate or ding on the basis of his age because time and again is proved that he's capable of doing whatever it takes to get the job done mm-hmm. we saw him in the 2022 general election running a 
a powerful campaign a rigorous campaign some will argue argue that it was not as rigorous as they have seen him run a campaign for instance in 2007 in 2007 in 2013 this one was a bit more relaxed but But it could it could match up to president william ruto who is 58 you know Odinga's uh-huh. campaign in 2022 could match up to President William Ruto's, who is 58. But 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 but, but okay, age aside, age aside, I think Raila Odinga is wiser. He's capable of uh, of 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 putting the African continent on the global map. He has extensive network. He he knows what needs to be done to get the job done. I think on matters African continent, if at all he gets to ascend to that position, will be able to to really be vocal about matters pertaining the African continent and I think this will be a plus for the continent. The difference between Raila Odinga and the former sports cabinet secretary then because we almost clinched it at the time I think it's because Amina Mohammed at the time was not really conspicuous and 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 I'm sure many African states, m- many heads of African state at the time mm-hmm. could not really relate with her. Yeah, but I think for Raila Odinga here, the 50-plus heads of state, mm-hmm. they know him by name, mm-hmm. they know him by his character, and they know what he can do to deliver, to get the job done, to ensure that people in the global community get to understand what African, the African continent needs, and they get to respect that what Africans stand for. I think that is the job. In, that uh, need, I mention, need I mention that Raila is so disruptive that our local politics sort of exuberate even in the continent. So much so that when um, our courts nullified the 2022 general election, 2017, 2017 sorry, yeah. 2017 general election, um, the African continent was, was like... W- which country is this that is nullifying the president of a, the the election victory of mm. an incumbent president Absolutely. and who is this man who wants to wrestle with an incumbent president and odinga has always stood out i think maybe malema um from south africa the opposition leader mm. can be taunted so vibrant maybe because of the age and his nature of politics but odinga uh, still stands as one of those opposition leader who um influence cuts across um the continent my 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 key issue with this conversation that we keep having in Kenya is you've mentioned his disruptive mm-hmm. or and you you have this flowery languages that you but everyone keeps forgetting this is an executive role you are actually the one who will li- be leading you you will be you you will have goals that you will be leading the au um, heads of state will give you certain um, roles to perform and you'll be expected to lead. so you can't be a disruptive person it is it is an executive role but the path to that particular position is political in nature mm-hmm. And you being disruptive, um, vocal, standing out, uh, cuts you, um, shapes you for that particular contest. Any executive leader, say, um, Kalonzo Musioka can appear as an executive leader. Mm -hmm. He's diplomatic in nature, but he cannot stand out uh, for that particular post, given that his nature of politics does not shape him for that particular contest despite his p- diplomatic way of doing things and him being touted as an executive leader mm-hmm. so yes 
he will have to do away with his disruptive way of doing things. But at the end of it all, the, his nature of politics is what has made him stand out as a leader in the African continent. I think, I think, I think what Irene is trying to tell you, Laban, is that all these things that make Raila Odinga to be the person he is, mm -hmm. the, it is, it is the things that they have made him to become, or rather Kenyans want him to become the AU commission chairperson. Mm -hmm. But I think upon ascension, because it's one of the requirements, I think, Odinga will have to be neutral when it comes to local politics, regional politics, and global politics. So the neutrality, I think, will play a big role for him to be able to execute some of the mandate that will be tasked uh, from the commission. So the question of him being disruptive, I think, will not, will not, will not, will not be paramount during his execution of duties if at all he gets to ascend to that position. Okay. position. So now we go, how do you get Raila Odinga to be to be actually looked at as Kenya's candidate? Like I said, we have not had, the only people who have come out to say we are backing Raila Odinga's um, candidature is political parties and politicians and also uh, the former president, Olusegun Obasanjo, who is part of the imminent um, the, uh, the eminent persons in the African continent. So President William Ruto has to formally and publicly declare that Kenya is producing Raila, one Raila Odinga as the candidate for the position of the AU Commission Chairperson. So I think once the President gets to endorse the candidate of Raila Odinga, then that will set in motion the process of the campaigns, uh, the process of uh, lobbying, the process of talking to the different heads of state and no pun intended here, but I think our president being the flying president that he is, I think we stand a high chance for when it comes to campaigning because President William Ruto really is, we've, 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 we've seen him as a man who can really deliver if he decides to put something on, uh, on, his, on his radar. So I think when it comes to campaigning here, uh, it will be a big plus for Odinga because President William Ruto has the energy to do that and i think his administration has already shown goodwill that uh, we we want kenya we want raila odinga to be our man so i think even the government now will need to pump in sufficient resources to ensure that odinga's candidature gets to be successful come next year february 2025 okay on that note we do take a break um it is of course um time for us to do our to pay our some of our bills and davis And welcome back to Global Digest with, of course, the panel of Irene Mwangi, Davis Ayega, and myself, Laban. Um, 
we were discussing the issue of how um, Raila Amolo Dinga is set to become the new, oh, has has expressed interest. Sorry, has expressed interest to become the new Africa Union cha- uh, African Union Commission chairperson, and we just um, dealt with the whole issue of how to to how is he qualified and how Kenya should go a- about getting him into that seat, but on the local scene one of the things that is coming up is there are people who are feeling that they might be left as orphans. Um, for instance, his coalition in Azimio are putting on a brave face, trying to state that nothing will go, nothing will change, they are, they are okay when, um, when the former prime minister goes, goes um, as if he gets that seat. But one of the questions that I'd like to put to you is what is the what is the what what will we lose as Kenyans in the political uh, arena i think especially to raila odinga supporters well kenya will lose will lose the voice of that leader who over the years presented himself as the voice for the oppressed the voice for the voiceless and i, I think that is one of the major concerns that his supporters mm-hmm. are having at the time but Generally, when you look at this whole discussion of Raila Odinga wanting to become the next AU Commission chairperson, there are obviously winners and losers in this equation. And one of the biggest winners in this discussion, I think, will be President William Ruto. Because President William Ruto, in the long term, he will be relieved that one of his harshest critics will not be in, will, will, not, will not be disturbing his peace. Another biggest loser in this equation will be the Wiper Party leader, Kalonzo Musyoka, who has really made it clear that this time around he wants to unseat President William Ruto come in 2027. The biggest losers on the other side are the losers of the caliber of members of parliament who each electioneering period they tend to use Raila Odinga as a stepping stone in winning their seats. So I think these are the leaders, this is a section of the populace who will be, besides the the, the the normal citizenry who are supporters of Raila Odinga, there are also this type of leaders who are also uh, disturbed at the moment because over the years they have used Raila Odinga's card into ascending to power. Mm. But generally, I think it will be a good thing for Kenya, back to the initial conversation, if Raila Odinga gets to be elected as the next AU Commission chairperson, I think Kenya will be placed... Uh, in a better sport, and Africa, Raila Odinga will be able to do some justice in the African continent space. Irene, I, I think the, the the biggest losers will be Kenyans, especially in the 2027 general election. Mm-hmm. There will be no prima, uh, primary challenger for uh, President William Ruto because I see Kalonzo Musioka as a second challenger when it comes to that particular election. Only Odinga has stood out as a leader who can give. Um, Bruto around for his money. Um, another loser will be Kalonzo Musioka. Mm-hmm. Why? Because um, Musioka's way of campaigning, mm-hmm. especially um, from the regions where uh, Odinga has held political backing, that is Luo Nyanza, mm-hmm. um, the coastal region, the western region, it will require uh, Odinga to actively campaign for Kalonzo in those particular regions so that she can get a hold 
of the regions ahead of the elections. So if Odinga gets the um, AU commission chairperson slot, it means he will not be actively involved in politics and therefore Musioka might have to go um, to these uh, political um, bastions of Odinga to try and win over uh, without Odinga actively participating. I know he will endorse him, but it's more than endorsement to go to those particular regions and convince the electorate that actually this is the man. Um, the area that will lose uh, largely is Luonyanza because over the years Odinga has shied or has taken, um, has delayed in terms of grooming another leader from the Luonyanza. So it then means that we might have different factions of leaders trying to get hold of the region. At a time where President William Bruto, he is snatching some of the ODM rebels from the region to try uh, get a stake from the region, the likes of CS Owalo and the PNPS Amolo. So with Odinga exiting the scene without putting in place a leader to lead the Luonyanza, it then portends that we might have some sort of a swing vote in terms of Luonyanza in the 2027 general election. I'd like to pose a question. I'd like to pose a question to Irene and Yula, but maybe you can answer this. Over the weekend, we, you remember we had this discussion. There's, a, there's, there's, there's an interview that seasoned journalist Masharia Kaido had with Raila Odinga, and we saw in that interview Raila saying the AU position is just a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. So what are the chances that Raila Odinga would resign and come back and seek uh, the presidency for the sixth time? That's actually uh, Odinga being the unpredictable leader that we've come to know. He's unpredictable. He might decide to to come and um, get that particular seat in 2027. But where it stands, I think to avoid the electorate getting into some sort of fatigue, that we have voted for this person five times and we have not been able to, he has not been able to clinch that particular seat, maybe it's time just to donate him to the African continent and try and find somebody else who can take up the mantle. To avoid the voters' fatigue, I will, I, will, I will say that if Odinga will go for the AU post and successfully clinch it, he had better exited from the political scene with that legacy instead of exiting AU, coming back to local politics, and then being defeated by uh, President William Bruto, depending on how that election outcome will be, he will exit the political uh, scene with an egg on his face. Mm. He would rather... But we've seen, we've <sighs> seen, I think, two former chairpersons of AU. I can't really, because of their pronunciation of names, they have done it before. They served the AU, then went back. I think one from South Africa and the other is from... Yeah, yeah done. Who, who one from South Africa and then there's another one who, after serving, for, after serving in their position as the AU chairpersons, they went back to their countries to seek re-election. Unfortunately, they lost. So I think this is one of this is one of the it's, things it's, that it's, it's really hard to, to win in that particular scenario, given that you don't have um, the local, you don't have the touch of the political ground, because mm. over the time you're traversing different um, countries within the region, and you see, um, as it is right now, President William Bruto is actively campaigning in the name of launching development projects. So for you to come and match up that particular energy, it will take you a, lo- a, a, a longer time. But to finish it off, I think also uh, presi- former President Uhuru Kenyatta yeah. might be one of the losers. Should we have a handshake between 
uh, President William Ruto and uh, position leader Raila Odinga, for them to have a front to campaign for this particular seat, then Kenyatta might find himself, you know, losing his best friend because he has decided to join hands with um, his four for that particular bigger picture. Okay. One of the things that um, you both of you have actually raised is that William Ruto, President William Ruto, is the one who will be giving Raila Odinga this job. There's a funny, um, an, an interesting uh, observation that was made over the weekend that Raila Odinga has always uh, recently made a statement in regards to uh, President William Ruto's um, uh, what do you call initiative to get Kenyans jobs abroad. And he said, your duty, Kenyans elected you to, 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 build, to create jobs locally. Now it seems like the former, pre the former prime minister will find himself as being a beneficiary of something that he once castigated. You know, Lavan, no, during, the, not during <laughs> the day there is politics and then there is the hard truths and facts. Mm -hmm. Raila Odinga wants to become the AU Commission chairperson. So the other things, the other remarks said in different forums, I think they're political statements, but I think now it's reality. Raila Odinga will eventually get to ask for the support of the President William Ruto, who will be very pivotal in his ascension to the post. So I think the other stuff is politics. This is real reality. And, and make no mistake, Laban, this is not President William Ruto finding Odinga a job. <laughs> this is actually talks between President William Ruto, uh, former President Ole Segun, and opposition leader Raila Odinga. Mm -hmm. This is a gift to Odinga. This is handshake, but... Handshake it, it, with it, it who? Is, it is wrapped. Handshake with we, who? It is imminent. It is imminent that Odinga and Ruto will have a handshake to clinch this particular. Uh, Thank you for or agreeing. Or maybe this is a reward. Or there is the other hand on the other side of the the shake is William Ruto. Yes. So or in this, this case, this is or maybe uh, or maybe perhaps mm -hmm. the two leaders have already had a handshake yes. because some people are already questioning why is it that the former president Uru Kenyatta is not considered in this question and they'll, they'll will he pull a surprise and mm -hmm. also declare interest so in that event what will happen the, the big question Who will william the big Ruto, question the president support the big question is why former president mm -hmm. ole segun who who midwife the talks between ruto and odinga is suddenly appearing and odinga is suddenly um, uh, showing his interest for this particular post it can only point out to one thing that the talks between ruto and odinga have been successful, and this particular post has been birthed from those talks. Mm. That's why we'll not see Odinga in Mandamanos, we'll not see Odinga in the political scene, courtesy of these particular talks. I know be, be behind the scenes, I, uh, it's too early to have the behind the scenes, but one day, one time, we'll have Ruto coming out to say, by the way, unajoi jamai kiti ya AU, ilitoka kwa mjadala. That is what will happen. I actually have the perfect clip because he said it uh, at Nyayo uh, President Ruto said it at Nyayo Stadium in his last campaign rally. He said, "When I win, I will, I will, I will be sworn in." And on that note alone, he will have delivered on something, if not the housing and the universal health. Yeah. And one of the other things that, of course, 
um, everyone will be hoping that the president and indeed the Kenya Kwanzaa government does deliver on before um, 2027, actually it is in 2027, is the AFCON. And that is the Africa Cup of Nations. And today, of course, we are we are joined again by um, our our colleague from the sports department, Timothy Olobulu. Of course, the last time he was here, he was here to give us um, a taste of what we should be looking out for um, whenever we are talking when we are looking at the Afcon and Kenya hosting Afcon and stuff like that, Timothy. Yes, Karibu kwenye studio. Asante sana. I'm just wondering why Davis and Irene are running away. They don't love football. <laughs> they are pretending they don't love football. Um, no, Irene is a Gormaya supporter. <laughs> a Gormaya supporter, Arsenal supporter. So they are doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only reason why she is very happy. <laughs> she, uh, Matatizo. She, yeah. Um, uh, Davis, of course, we all know he's a United fan. Na ile ta, ile Shabana. Ile, yeah, kushinda, <laughs> but it's okay. His teams are, are doing badly. Yeah. Um, so let us start from this perspective. Um, mm-hmm. Ivory Coast um, ended, and one of the things that people usually look at, especially if you are in the lineup to host um, such a tournament, mm-hmm. is what are the lessons I'm supposed to have learned mm-hmm. from Ivory Coast before you even start looking at Morocco? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first lesson, um, just one year, less than one year ago, mm-hmm. Ivory Coast was at the risk of being stripped of the, of the rights to host the AFCON. It took the intervention of uh, the president, Mr. Alassane Ouattara, and the CAF president, Dr. Patrice Motsepe, to say, like, guys, eh, this is what will happen. Like, we'll have the AFCON being hosted here in Ivory Coast. The first lesson is the government is very, very, very key Mm -hmm. in ensuring that a country successfully hosts a tournament because everything is owned by the government, the stadia, the security, the hotels, okay, uh, probably the hotels 80-90% are owned privately but the government has a huge say in them, the Mm -hmm. airports. So the first lesson I took from Ivory Coast is if the government is willing and if the government has everything in place, then a country can successfully host an African Cup of Nation. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what we are what, there is still Morocco in between us. Yes, 2025. Next year actually. Yeah. Mm. Where are we in... Before we get there, mm-hmm. one of the things that um, I think most Kenyans had a problem with mm-hmm. is the time, mm-hmm. the, the times the games were played. Mm-hmm. Now, for East Africa, um, I- I- before it used to be the conversation around where do we, how far are you from the Greenwich, uh, Greenwich Meridian time? GMT, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So for East Africa, it's plus three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Ivory Coast, we were watching much, most of the matches from 9 o'clock and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Does that mean for Kenya to in 2027, we will have to be night owls? Uh, no, uh, it doesn't mean that we'll have to, to do night games because the first thing that the organizers look out for is the home crowd. Mm-hmm. So what times do you usually do your matches? Because Ivory Coast at 9 p.m., it's 6 p.m. Uh, at 9 p.m. here, mm-hmm. it's 6 p.m. in Ivory Coast. Yeah. At 7 p.m., it's 4 p.m. in Ivory Coast. So th- those are the traditional uh, match times. In Kenya, our traditional match times are 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. and 7 p.m. So we won't diverge too far from from that. Probably an hour plus or an hour minus, mm-hmm. so that we can we can we can have a synergized uh, schedule with with the rest of the world. But remember the the um, Olympics in in in, in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys are waking up at 4 a.m. because yeah. we are 
we are working with their time. Yeah. I was in Egypt in 2019 for the African Cup of Nations and the, the games were being played at their times, at the times that they usually have football, at 7pm, at 4pm, at 5pm, at 8pm. So the, the first thing they look out for is the host country. So uh, us having matches at 9pm, I, 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 I don't think so. I don't think we'll get there. Uh, but probably the, the latest we can have matches is probably 8pm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we look at where are we in regards to to the preparations. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, you attended a parliamentary sitting mm-hmm. where the CS um, Ababu Namwamba mm-hmm. um, briefed the House. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could also share some of the things that came out of that conversation. Okay, the first thing that came out is the state of our preparedness. The first thing, the Moy Sports Center Kasarani work has already started. It's closed down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main stadium is closed down. Uh, their work, renovation work has already started. The contracting and and uh, all that uh, uh, stuff that's around contracting has been done by the KDF. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beauty of this AFCON is that we are hosting three countries. Mm-hmm. So hosting three countries means every country has to produce two stadia. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kenya to stadia, Uganda to stadia, Tanzania to stadia, because there has uh, to be six stadia co- for, the, for the six groups. So that makes it a bit easier for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're just using Kasarani and one more stadium to be decided. Now that is where the, <laughs> the problem is. Yeah. The current problem is yeah. uh, the, the proposed new Talanta City Stadium. Mm-hmm. It was supposed, to, uh, in the beginning, when, when they suggested the stadium, it was supposed to be at the Jamhuri grounds, the mm-hmm. former poster grounds. Mm-hmm. But now it is emerging that uh, this stadium might actually be taken to Shanzu because of very many other reasons mm-hmm. that are around, including the ownership of the piece of land. Uh, the one that is supposed to be here in yes, Nairobi. Yes, okay. the poster ground. So right. is it posters? Is it the governments? Like who owns the ground specifically? <laughs> Having covered parliament for, I think, what, something like 15 years, mm-hmm. when someone said there is going to be a stadium built there, I just knew there was going to be a land ownership issue. Exactly. I just exactly. Like, I just knew it was in my mind and I was just waiting for someone to just pop up and go like, and say, yeah. excuse me, that land so is mine. So it, it's not said out loud, mm-hmm. but uh, the undertones are that there's a, in, an issue with the ownership of the land. So the alternative, they're looking at Shanzu. Now Shanzu, uh, there's... Where in Shanzu? Uh, apparently the CSAs, they've found a big piece of land in Shanzu where they're going to put up the stadium. And he also briefed parliament on the training grounds. Now, looking at the training grounds, mm-hmm. majority of the training grounds are in Mombasa. So there's Diani, uh, there's Ukunda, uh, there's Diani SEK, I think, there's Mombasa Municipal Stadium, there's uh, Mbaraki Sports Complex. So looking at how they've distributed the training grounds, it tells you that most likely mm-hmm. this Talanta City Stadium will go to Shanzu. And for me, I think it's it's good if it goes to Shanzu because at uh, at poster grounds, at uh, Jamhuri grounds, we already have a structure in place. Mm-hmm. Like there's, a, there's something. There's mm-hmm. something there. There, there are stands. There's a field. So let's not destroy these. Watch Aikai. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Shanzu, build a new thing, mm-hmm. and then we have a new facility in Shanzu. So that is what they're trying to sort out. But uh, according to what the CS told uh, the parliamentary committee is that by next month, the groundbreaking should be done. So these things should be sorted uh, before before the, the end of next month. Another thing is that they have an 18-month time frame mm-hmm. to, comp- to have a shell complete for this stuff. So that means they have to move with speed, uh, identify where that, that new Talanta Stadium will be, and then 
start the construction because that they're starting from scratch. It's a football-only stadium, 60,000-seater. Mm. Uh, so it's Kasarani and the Talanta City Stadium. Those are the primary venues. So we oh, have... Oh, okay, so mm. what happened to Eldoret? And also there was a conversation of um, Western Kenya, um, mm. that is Kakamega or Kisumu, being oh, yes. brought into this conversation. What happened to those? Yeah, ones? you are like uh, the woman rep. She's from where? <laughs> Madam Wambilianga. Yeah. Uh, she was up in arms like... Wanawasiri. Western the Empire. How can you forget the home of football? The home of football. Yes. So, uh, Nyayo and uh, Kipchoge Keino are alternate venues. Mm -hmm. So, in case uh, the inspectors come and feel Kasarani is not good enough, they feel Talanta City is not good enough, probably you can look at Nyayo, you can look at uh, Kipchoge Keino Stadium. So, the Buhungu Stadium in Kakamega mm -hmm. is going to host CHAN, the African Nations Championships. It's like the second tier of the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. And primarily we're supposed to host it again with Uganda, Tanzania in September. Okay. So that is being rehabilitated. He said a figure of around 800 million shillings. They already did the groundbreaking, uh, when was it? I think on Friday, mm -hmm. uh, uh, before your favorite teams played there yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the people of Kakamega will have CHAN coming to them, mm -hmm. yes. Okay, um, so the, you've talked about the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Now there is the issue of the team, the mm -hmm. players, because mm -hmm. you don't want to host um, such a big tournament mm -hmm. and then you end up with a team that it will be the whipping boys. Oh, yes. That was another issue that was brought out by every member of parliament who took the chance to speak. And they said, please, please, guys, eh? we don't want to exit the tournament in the first round like Ivory Coast almost did. We want to be a host that goes all the way to the... Of course, it will be a bit hard yeah. to go all the way to the final, but it will be good if we went probably all the way to the quarters, all the way to the semis. Now the work begins now. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have how many years? We're in 2024. We have three years to build a team. Mm -hmm. Now we are building a team, a synergy of the current senior team and the under-20 team that reached the final of the SECAF under-20. So uh, this is the plan that uh, the Federation said they have. So for every friendly match that Harambe Stars is going to play between now and 2027, mm -hmm. the under-20 team is going to accompany them. So in uh, March... Yes, next month, they're going to play a three-nation tournament in Malawi. So it's Malawi, Zambia, Zimbabwe, and Kenya. So they take the Harambe Stars senior, and the Harambe Stars under 20 travel with them. Mm -hmm. They play with Zambia, Zimbabwe, and Malawi as well. So it's a way of bridging that gap, bringing these young players who we expect to be at their peak in 2027 mm -hmm. to start getting used to the national team culture and everything before we get to, the, to, to 2027. My only problem... <laughs> my only there problem is about yes. My only problem yeah. is you don't have a coach. Would you? <laughs> this is my biggest problem. There's supposed to no, be there a is someone, guy. There yeah. is someone, yes. Yeah. But we don't have a coach. Okay. Uh, just it's make for the, you just to decipher <laughs> what I'm trying to say. That's like that's like Man um, United uh, making that argument that we yeah, have a team but we don't have if a you look at, coach. If you look at since he came in mm -hmm. and what he's done, you don't see a plan. You don't see an identity, mm -hmm. but Timo, it's just Roju. Timo, you know who's who's supposed to be in charge of that? Is it supposed to be the coach, or is it supposed to be the um, someone at the football federation, i.e., a technical uh, director or something of that nature? Currently in Kenya, uh, our technical director is Mtuakupanga programs, mm -hmm. but the coach coming in is supposed to lead that program through. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to head the, he's supposed to say this is my vision. Mm -hmm. You see? So implement this vision from the senior team 
to the under 16-15 teams. That is supposed to be his work. Give us your vision. Let us see clearly your vision. Oh, he's saying, oh, we played with Iran. We drew with them. We beat Qatar. Uh, I don't know. But there's no, you don't see a clear... Can, 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 the, can the senior sports, Babu Namwamba, have... Can the CS Sports Ababu Namwamba perhaps maybe have a role mm-hmm. in terms of providing leadership and ensuring that the team gets a proper coach ahead of the... He can only advise. Okay. That's the most he can go. He can just say, eh, Davis is not taking as well. You guys a book consider, but he cannot make the decision. Okay. But how did we end up here? We ended up here because mm-hmm. um, you used to have those executive influences, yeah. mm-hmm. i.e. the former prime minister would go to Germany, yes. get us get a coach, a coach yeah. and they would come and yeah, it would not yeah. exactly work. Mm-hmm. But it brings us back to that question. Um, would you, Engine? Is, mm-hmm. engine engine for, yeah. Yes, is the guy who's in charge right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying there has to be someone else um who who has a longer a longer time a longer time with the team mm-hmm. who would more likely be able to tell this is where we are going for instance mm-hmm. if you look at ivory coast when they were almost knocked out and they thought they were out of the of the afcon mm-hmm. they fired the coach mm-hmm. and the assistant stepped up mm-hmm. in this instance if you if you if you are playing chan and you're almost knocked out will the assistant coach step up and guide the team to to the to the final <coughs> now that is the other problem yeah. because it's it's like a suit mm-hmm. top to bottom is the same because yeah. the guy came in with two assistant coaches he even came in with a team manager <laughs> he has a team imagine uh-huh. you have a foreign team manager he has a physiotherapist he has a doctor so it's like a team of five six people so if he goes it's <laughs> it's not like you, you see in Ivory Coast MSFI mm. is a local mm-hmm. so it was like a, this is your number 2 like you're told yeah. you know that is Ivory Coast you're yes. told this is your number 2 but now here uh, he tells us uh, these guys will just be there ni wakupanga two cons get so this is my number 2 mm-hmm. but anyway uh, like we all say as Kenyans coach time kazi yake so we have Chan coming up we are playing Ivory Coast in June yeah, the yeah, yeah, World yeah. Cup qualifiers at Nyayo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We uh, have the three nation friendly matches. Yeah. Like we have a whole year to see what he can do. Already mm. he has okay, he has a bargaining power. He's saying I have beaten Iraq, uh, not Iraq, I've beaten Qatar, Qatar yeah. I've drawn with Iran away, I've beaten I don't know who. Okay, Sawa, you beat Seychelles 5-0, Sawa. That's fine. So let's see what you can do against uh, against bigger and better teams. Zambia are, are the AFCON. Uh, Malawi is equally a good team. Mm-hmm. The Zimbabwe is equally a, a good team. Mm-hmm. And the champions of Africa are coming to Nairobi. So let's see. Okay, let's see. And that's where, we, unfortunately, we have to leave it off. Um, it it has been nice having you, Timo. Thank yes, you. Nice. Please, uh, please. Uh, to come back. Uh, 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 just one thing I want to say. As Kenyans, I don't know why. Okay, we are very negative about this hosting. Uh-huh. Even my own colleagues, I keep telling them, guys, believe, believe, we can do it. <laughs> it's three years too. Let's let's keep faith. Mm-hmm. We cannot embarrass the country again for the third time. Ninety six, we lost it. Twenty eighteen, we lost Chan. Marata to surely. Ah ah. Order to take serious. To okay, man. Sports Moran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Sports Moran telling you, keep the faith. And uh, from us, from the Global Digest team, we are telling you, have a good night and enjoy the rest of your week. It is um, 7.30. Thank you for listening.